There. My name is Ariana, and welcome to our Church on the Move online service. We're so excited you decided to join us, but before we get started, I want to tell you a few ways you can get involved wherever you're watching from and how you can be a part of the Church on the Move family. If you haven't already, we would love to connect with you online by having you like our Facebook page or subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find out everything that's happening at Church on the Move and stay connected to all our different events and ministries that are making a difference right here in Roswell, New Mexico. When you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you'll get notifications when we go live and when we post new content like sermon series, special events, and even videos for kids. At Church on the Move, we strongly believe in the power of prayer. Throughout today's service, we have a team of people that will stand in agreement with you and pray with you during our service online. If you'd rather have someone pray with you privately, you can visit cotmroswell.com prayer, and one of our staff members will gladly stand in agreement with you. If you live in the Roswell, New Mexico area, we would love to invite you to our in-person service that happens every Sunday at 9, 1045, 1230, and 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. We believe you'll feel right at home and that you'll experience true life change whether you're in person or right here with us online. So let's get started. Hey, what's up, Church on the Moon? It's great to be with you today. Let's stand on our feet and sing. If you're with us online, we're so excited you're with us. Come on, let's worship our God today. All together, let's worship our mighty, mighty God. Here we go. We bring our praise, you bring revival We lift our hands, you lift our eyes up 
Hallelujah.
together. Heavenly Father, we come to you. Lord, we are so excited to be in your presence tonight. Father, we're excited because we know that every encounter with you ends good for us. Father God, that when we grow closer to you and we come to know you more, Father God, when we stretch our faith, when we grow in the things that you've laid out before us, Lord, it causes our lives to be incredible. And we're so grateful for it. Father, we pray for people tonight who lack that relationship with you. Lord, we pray that as they receive the gospel of Jesus from churches all around our city, state, and nation, that that changes for them, that they make you the Lord of their life, and Father God, they know where to turn from now on. And Lord, we pray for all the people who lead and serve us, the pastors of all those churches. Father God, the men and women who serve in our military, law enforcement, and first responders, our governmental leaders at every level, we pray for them, Father, that as they obey you, Lord, that you bless them and their families. Father, that they would feel your comfort and your peace in their lives. And Lord, we're ready to receive the word tonight. All over this campus, Father God, we know that as your word goes out, that not one of us leaves unchanged, Father, but that every one of us, as we do encounter your word, leave changed and better, 
more whole and closer to you. Father, we thank you and praise you for all this. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus, and all the people of God said amen. Let's thank him one more time together, church family. He's worthy of our praise. Praise you, Father. Glory to your name. Man, you guys came locked and loaded tonight. You're ready to go. God's so good. Hey, before you're seated, if your husband and wife feel free to greet each other with a hug and a kiss. Otherwise, give five or six people around you a high five, a fist bump, a handshake, or a hug. Welcome to Church on the Move. Before we receive the message tonight, we want to take just a moment and welcome all of you who are joining us online. We are so glad that you're joining us for service this evening. If you're in the, here, in the building tonight and this is your first time here, we want to say thank you for coming and spending your Wednesday with us. Welcome to Church on the Move. We would really like to get to meet you, and we would like to have a gift delivered to your home for being our guest. Now, how we do that is some usher, our ushers have some cards that we would like to get into your hand. Once you receive that, if you would, please, just go ahead and fill that out and drop it in the offering bucket when it comes by in a couple of moments. Then when service is over, we have prepared a place for you out by our coffee shop. Please meet us out there. That's where we'd like to meet you and maybe get to chat with you for a couple of minutes. So if that's you and you are here for the first time, would you do us a favor? Would you mind lifting your hand so we can welcome you and one of our ushers can hand you that card? It's good to see y'all. We're so glad that you're here tonight. Nice to have you with us. Ushers are coming to you right now. And then if anyone needs a tithe and offering envelope, or if you need a care card for a prayer request or a praise report, go ahead and lift your hand. One of our ushers will be glad to get that for you. We do want our guests to know that we are not placing any expectation on you to give. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7, make no mistake about it. Man, I love this scripture because it's just so straightforward. Make no mistake about it. If you think that what is about to be said is not true, then you're wrong. You're completely wrong. He says, make no mistake about it. God will never be mocked. God will not be mocked. What does that mean? It means that God never lies. That what God says always comes to pass. You can count on that in ways that you can't count on anything else in this life. It goes on to say, for what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. You know, church family, that is so reassuring to know that we serve a God that you know every time what you put in is what you're gonna get out of a situation. Nobody else can promise us that. The stock market can't, the government can't, our families can't even promise that because we're people and we're fallible, but God is perfect and infallible. He never makes mistakes. So tonight as we tithe and give, we know that he said he'll open up the windows of heaven pour out so much blessing on us that we won't even be able to hold it all. It's gonna spill onto other people. That's your promise tonight. So let's tithe and give. As the ushers get ready to come up and receive those, if you would please go ahead and direct your attention to the announcements. Our adopt block ministry will be having a back-to-school outreach on Saturday, July 30th. 
If you'd like to help out at this event, you can sign up at the Information Center. If you're interested in joining a ministry here at Church on the Move, taking Unite is a perfect way to get involved. Unite is three weeks and will begin on Sunday, August 14th. To register, you can sign up at the Information Center after service. For more information on anything you've heard today, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Now let's give God praise as we welcome up our children's pastor, Big Jim Reeves. Well, man. Hey. Oh, thank you guys. Wait, hey, we got to start this off right. You got my music back there? Huh? I'm ready. I'm going to walk off. You play it. I'll be back out in a minute. All right. I guess the song was playing in my head. I don't know. How you guys doing? Man, it feels like I haven't been up here forever. Yeah, I, I just, it just feels that way. I don't know. Hey, before we get started, before we get started, I want you to turn to the neighbor on your right. And if you don't have somebody on the right, give them an air high five and say, I'm glad you're here tonight. We got to loosen y'all up. All right, now to the left, do the same. If there's nobody there, air high five across the aisle because they deserve a high five too. How y'all doing tonight? I get my high fives out. Y'all doing good? Come on, I know if you guys were at a concert or a sporting event, you can yell louder than that. Let's give it, come on. All right. Now I feel more comfortable because that's what it sounds like in children's church most of the time. Everybody doing good tonight? Hope y'all came because I am amped up. You know what I'm saying? Some of you guys don't understand that. I'm, I'm really excited to be here with you guys. <laughs> no, I am, you know. Uh, it's funny because some of the ushers, when they used to cross me, from across the street when I come over to, to speak. My office was loud because I didn't have anybody else in there but kids, right? And so I listen to heavy Christian metal before I get ready to come out and talk to you guys. So I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to roll. Okay, before we get started, I, I, wanna, I was thinking about the message and, and what message do I need to share with you guys tonight? And the last time I was in Mexico, and I'm not going to jump too far ahead, uh, I did a message for a, a group of teenage girls that are in a home that, that are only there for three, six, nine months at the very most. Um, and they're from all different kinds of backgrounds. Parents have sent them there. The police have sent them there. Uh, the government sent them there, whatever, for various reasons. And so probably from the ages of... 12 to 19, and so uh, that's what I'm going to be talking to you about tonight, but I wanted to talk about Mexico real quick, and so I have a couple pictures that I want to, I want to show you guys tonight, uh, and they're going to go ahead and, and uh, bring those up, I believe, 
There we go. That's at one of the places. That's actually a new place we picked up. Um, and, uh, man, they're great people. They do a great job with their kids, and we had a crazy water fight while I was there, which was fun because it's hotter than heck in Mexico in June. I am so looking forward to September. <laughs> All right, what's the next one, guys? There we go. That's at Kristen and Emma's place. Some of you all might re recognize that, uh, th that name because they were, they've been here with us before. And uh, that's our people serving, uh, helping serve lunch. Go ahead to the next one. There again, it's, uh, that's at, uh, that's actually at uh, Josefina's place, I believe. No, that's at the same place. And that's one of our, one of our ladies. And of course, uh, uh, Miss Arliss, who goes with me all the time, that's her granddaughter. It was her first time going. So that was a great blessing. And then there's me at the kitchen, one of the kitchens that we help support. And the lady on, the, on uh, my far left-hand side up there is the pastor's wife. And they feed people uh, one meal, the community, they feed one meal a week. Now, when COVID was going on, they were actually delivering to people's houses to feed them, to make sure that they were taken care of. All right, and the next one, guys, that was the team that went last time with me. That was the team. Now, as you, as you see, there was a heck of a lot of estrogen in that room. And so, you know, it's weird because, uh, well, I'm just going to call, call the guys out. Guys don't go. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to say they're afraid but women are more apt to go every time. Every time. Just saying, guys. I don't know. You take a hold of that and use it for whatever you want to use it for. But you can't tell me a thing about it if you've never been. All right. So anyway, I wanted to share a couple things with you real quick about this. First of all, I wanted, I wanted to share this scripture with you because I want you guys to be involved with Mexico. This is a ministry. It's a church on the move ministry. It's not a big gym ministry. Right? Everybody helps support this ministry. And, you know, sometimes people, they'll tell me because they get moved by pictures or things that I say, and they're like, I want to go, I want to go. And then when time comes to go, Man, it's tumbleweeds and whistling going on. I don't know where they're at. And I think sometimes, let me, let me let you guys off the hook. Man, you want me to help you out? Because I know your wives are dogging you right now. Not everybody's called to go. Right? I, I'm, when I meet with people and they say, Big Jim, is it real crazy there? Well, man, we live in Roswell, America. You're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it's liable to be crazy where you're at. So here's what I know. It's God's ministry. And if I'm doing his ministry and something happens, then I get the express line to, uh, to heaven. So uh, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't fret that. Now, are we wise? Absolutely. But I'm not scared. You guys know what scared is? I am not scared. And so... Uh, 
But I wanted to share this scripture with you because everybody has a part to play. First of all, your tithes give money towards us being able to help these people. Okay? And right now, we're kind of capped out. If, with all the money that we normally bring in, we're kind of set where we're at. However, there's, how many of you guys know stuff comes up? How many of you guys know there's things that happen that we want to be a part of all the time? I mean, there's need everywhere. There's need in our country. There's need uh, in that country. Pastor Sergio's doing a great job, he and his team, to meet needs, to do mission, the missions field of Roswell. He and his team are doing a great job to do that, so I encourage you to support them as well, however you can. I do want you to support Mexico. Listen to this scripture. It's in 2 Corinthians 9, 9. It says this, and I'm, it, it, it's all living translation. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. That means God doesn't forget it. Right? They don't ever have to worry about God forgetting something. Right? I have to remember all the time. Now, here's the, here's, here's the part that we all can kind of play with this deal. Um, this is in 2 Samuel 30, 24. And it says, We share and share alike. Those who go to battle and those who guard the equipment. So, what that means is, uh, when we go out to do ministry, it's spiritual battle, guys. Amen? Sometimes people say, well, Big GM goes to Mexico uh, five weeks out of the year. Must be nice. Uh-huh. Unless you've been down there sweating with us or freezing your tail ends off with us. Um, and I have a great time, but it's work. It's work. It's just not chilling. See, we've been called to help widows and orphans. That's, that's in the Bible, right? So the, our main mission in Mexico is to take care of the widows, take care of the orphans. And secondly, to support the leadership that we support now because without them, we couldn't do what we do. Amen? They're there day to day, night to night. Most of them don't leave. They're there 24-7. And so, man, they, they, have a, they have a tough job, man. I feel for them. But I know there's a special blessing that God has for them for what they do. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of that special blessing, not only in helping the people, but I, wanna, I want God to remember me by my good deeds. Not that my good deeds get me into heaven, but I want him to remember those things when I do get to heaven. Amen? Because we all have needs, right? Everybody in this room's got needs. And so, don't you like it when God remembers your needs? I do too. And so, uh, listen, we all have a part to play. Some of you can't go to Mexico. I get it. Some of you, uh, you're because of your job, or some of you because you're, you're mamas and you can't leave your kids, or, or, or just whatever it might be. You're, you're taking care of your parents. I, it can be anything. But the part you can play is in your ties, 
Number one, always number one, always first. And your offering. You, you know we call it tithes and offerings, right? Because they're two separate things. And so if you take your tithes and give it as an offering because your heart's moved, then you're not doing it right. If you're not, if you're not doing what God's called you to do, what he's commanded us to do with the first 10%, then the rest of that don't matter because you're still not following through. So we give our tithes, and any, anything we want to give above that is an offering. But everybody has a part to play when it comes to the offerings too. That way we can do special things. We can, we can help other ministries. We can do other things. We're not staying what is. You guys already know our pastor, and he and I have talked and dreamed. We're not staying there. As soon as God opens the next door, we're going to keep moving south. Because there's some countries down in Central and South America that need help badly. But it takes us all working together to make that happen. Amen? That's my Mexico pitch. And so I encourage you to get involved however possible. That goes to Unite, too. If you haven't been to Unite, you need to go through Unite because you need to have a background check before I allow you to go with us to be with those kids because they've been through enough mess in their life. Amen? Amen. All right. That wasn't even my message. (laughs) I got to take a deep breath. So I I have 10 points I want to talk to to you guys about tonight. Um, Now, this is what I did share when I was in Mexico, and, and I thought, man, it's so appropriate. And you can, by the way, you can find these notes on the, the church app, okay? So, because there's 10 points, so I may have to go a little bit quick if I get pressed for time. You guys ready? I got 23 minutes. All right. What this is entitled, Success Requires Replacement. Success Requires Replacement. Now, as I was thinking about this term success, I like to look up uh, words in the dictionary because it makes more sense to me at times. Here's what success means in the Webster's. The accomplishment of an aim or purpose. The accomplishment of an aim or a purpose. The scriptures I want to give you today are Psalms 57.2. And it says, I cry out to God, the Most High, the God who will fulfill his purpose for me. Purpose. Hold on to that word. Then, Jeremiah 29, 11, which is my foundational scripture. I mean, I don't have that tattoo, but that would be a tattoo I would put. Um, And here's the reason why. Because it says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, and they're plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. That means God's got a purpose in line for me. He's got a plan for my life. Now it's up to me to hook up with his purpose for my life, and I will be successful. Now, we could go around the room, and I could ask everybody. I'm not going to do it because y'all take way too much time. What's your definition of successful? I want you to think about that for a second. Everybody's got a different, different definition of that. 
Everybody does. But I just gave you what the definition is, and it's about the aim or the purpose. And, and God, see, a lot of times in our minds, we can be like, man, I have zero clue what my purpose is in life is for. Anybody ever been there? Some of y'all might be struggling with those thoughts even today because we go through different seasons. You know, man, I'm a widower. What's my purpose in life now, God? Duh, it hadn't changed, Big Jim. Still the same. Except I don't have the one kicking me in my butt all the time that used to do that when I would get out of line with thoughts. But it's the same thing. My purpose hasn't changed. My, listen, God's purpose and plan for each and every one of our lives has never changed since the beginning of time when he established that. It's been there. And so you didn't just happen, and you're not an accident, because God chose you to be at this time in this place for right now. And we're all called to work together to accomplish his purpose, not our purpose, on this planet so that as many people that possibly will receive it will go to heaven and be there forever. So if you want to know what your purpose is, bada bing, bada boom. Look, it's right there. You just got to hook up with God's purpose for your life. Now that's the process. That's the process. But if you don't search, you will never find it. Okay? So I'm going to give you 10. These, are, these aren't the only 10. Y'all remember David Letterman? Remember when he used to do Dave's top 10s? All right, this is Big Jim's top 10s. Are you guys ready? All right, here's number one. You have to, re, now we got to replace things. I can't with I can't. I can't, never could do anything. I can. I can. The Bible says I can. The Bible says that I can do anything and all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. So, sometimes I might look at it and be like, dog, I, man, how do I do that? I don't know how to do that. Then I just have to say, all right, God, I know you know, man, if you got me to do this, then you're going to equip me. You're going to empower me. You're going to give me the ability to do these things. And so with Jesus' help, we can do any and all things. Now, do not get this twisted in your mind. That doesn't mean, man, Big Jim said I could do whatever I want. That's not what I said. I said with Jesus' help. In God's purpose, you can do all things. If God don't want you to do that, you're going to be beating your head against a brick wall. Like, why won't this work? That's something good. How come this never works for me? How come it works for them? Well, because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're trying to do what somebody else is doing, which may be a good thing, or it may not. But you got to do what God's called you to do. And then he'll equip you and empower you to do those. And man, his grace in those areas, in the midst of all my stupidity of learning how to be a children's pastor, which is like 27 years or something. Man, I see a bunch of y'all out there, and I remember seeing you as little kids. Uh, but, oh, man, I, I, there's no telling how many kids I messed up. 
Because <laughs> somebody, somebody had to give me a chance to get up there and, and have God help me out. Because, man, even, even to this day, even to this day, it's just like, man, I got to go talk to all those adults. Jeez, how scary is that? <laughs> okay, I can't with I can. Success requires replacement. Number two is alcohol with water. Now, you can substitute this for anything, any addiction, any, and it doesn't have to be an addiction. It doesn't have to be a, an addiction. Let me, let me tell you why. Because uh, the dictionary defines idol as an image or representation of a god, little g, used as an object of worship. So, what are you doing that eliminates time from God? Well, that's your worship. Yeah, well, you're giving money to it? Mm-hmm. That's your sacrifice. Now, listen, guys, I'm not trying to smash anybody and say, you can't do anything, it's the no-fun zone. That's not true. God wants us to have fun. He wants us to just enjoy ourselves. But he also wants to take care of what we're supposed to take care of. Right? And so you can replace that with anything. The reason why this is alcohol to water is because as human beings, we're over 90% water, liquid, right? But yet when we replace it with alcohol, not good. Actually, I was thinking about Pastor Savino today when he used to go to Mexico with me. And uh, for some of y'all don't know, he's my uncle. And uh, when we go to Mexico, man, we're drinking water. I'm making sure, everybody, make sure you drink water. And he t he'd tell me all the time, I don't drink water. I said, what do you mean don't drink water, man? It's hot down here. What do we? And he goes, I drink soda water. <laughs> so he would buy a large Coke with a bunch of ice and let it melt all day long. And that's what he would drink on. And so, yeah, that doesn't work the same way either, by the way. But uh, so think about it this way. Replace those idols with the living water. Right? And then you're fulfilling that purpose. Okay? That's number two. Number three. Failing with learning. Failing with learning. Now listen. Uh, is everybody going uh, to fall short of what they're trying to accomplish? Absolutely. Absolutely. But the difference between failing and, and, uh, and uh, not learning something is if you fail and you quit. Like, I can't do that. There you go, I can't. But when you, when you fail at something, that you should learn something from it and say, oh, I know not to do it like that next time. Right? Now, don't do that again. So you try it this way. And you try it the next way. And then you finally try it God's way. Right? He doesn't want us to fail. My God never fails. We were just singing that, were we not? And so if God never fails, all we got to do is hook up with God and be like, okay, God, how do I do this? How do you want me to do this? Just because uh, Pastor Sean does it one way doesn't mean that I need to do it that way. God's equipped us and empowered us and uh, put talents and abilities in each one of us that's totally different. 
Like all the pastors that are on this campus, all can minister. But we all have our own flavor, if you know what I'm talking about. And so there's going to be times when I can connect with somebody that Pastor Sean can't or Pastor Sergio can't or Pastor Troy can't. And we're okay with that. We know we're not going to connect with everybody. But the one thing that connects us all together is God's word to connect with you with. So, if you, don't, if you fall short, don't quit. Learn, learn and move. Learn and move. All right. Number five. Four. Oh, my bad. Well, there you go. When you, when you hear it, now you'll understand why. Overthinking with act, with, uh, and replace it with action. Overthinking. How many of you guys know people that just constantly dream? And they have all the details and all the things, and they don't ever do anything. They overthink it, and they don't put anything into action. It's never going to happen. And vice versa. You can go into action right away without thinking about it. Still don't work right. There's a way you have to go about doing that. You got to use some wisdom, but you also have to have a dream behind it because a dream gives you, uh, it gives you the excitement to carry on when things are difficult, right? To carry on, to carry on. When I was in the hospital um, after my wife had died and, and I was in there uh, battling uh, in a much worse way than I thought I was until after the fact, you can ask Pastor Sean. I dreamed the whole time I was there. I talked about what I was going to do when I get out. I was going to talk about what I would do with my home. I was going to talk about what I would do with my kids and my family. Um, and, and that I believe that's part of what kept it out in front of me, so I was trying to attain it. But if you, man, our kids don't dream, guys. Our kids do not dream. I was going to be 500 things when I was in elementary school. Sometimes kids don't know one thing. And do you know why? In my infinite wisdom and in all the years that I've done this, the reason why is because they have people at home that don't dream. The shoe fits, kick each other in the butt with it. All right. But you don't. You stop dreaming. For whatever reason, we stop because things get difficult. Times get tough. Times get hard. And we just stop dreaming. And we just like, okay, it's just whatever. I'm just going to go with the flow. Instead, what we need to do is take the flow and rechannel it to help us get going in the direction that we need to go. Number five. Blame with responsibility. Ooh, man, this is a tough one, right? Man, we all want to play the game, blame game sometimes. And it's true. It may not be your fault. However, if you had a part to play in it, then you had a part to play in it. So you take responsibility for you, and you let others take responsibility for them. If they don't do it, it's on them. The truth will come out, but you can't blame anybody else. 
It is Y-O-U. Stop using people as speed bumps and take responsibility for yourself. Don't think I'm just throwing rocks at y'all because I beat the dog out of myself. Here we go. Number six. Toxic friends with mentors. Toxic friends with mentors. Well, they're cool, man. I like them. Well, they get you in trouble every weekend. But they're my friend. Mm-hmm. Until you need somebody to bail you out and you're calling the church. You ain't calling your buddy. Because you know what your buddy did? He did the blame game. He said, no, nah, it was him. I had nothing to do with it, sir. And that's not the only time it happens. It just happens. Right? People talk about one another. People talk about one another. And so eliminate that. And actually develop some mentors. Hey, whether you know him or not, John Maxwell is not my personal friend. I don't have his phone number, but I have most of his books in my library. He's a mentor of mine. There are other people I come across. Miles Monroe was a great man of God. He is a mentor. Man, he talked about dreaming big. And uh, I'm, man, I like that. Because I know it's lacking in our kids. So those guys are mentors. Other than, you know, pastors are mentors, right? Um, all the pastors that we serve with and work, we're all mentors towards each other in certain aspects. And so uh, I have mentors, and, and they're good mentors, right? They're good mentors. Find good mentors. And what you want to do and whatever your purpose is, find those people and let them help you with what they've done. That way, they're failing will help you not make the same mistakes. Number seven, complaining with gratitude. Mm. Man, it's so hot today. Oh, my gosh. So I, we're in Mexico, and it was, I'm not going to complain. The, the heat temperature was miserable. I'm seriously, it was serious. You want to know how hot it is in Mexico? It's, it's Roswell hot. But go walk around in Walmart's parking lot for a while at noon. That's what it feels like. No doubt. No grass, no trees. It's just dirt, asphalt, and cement. It's hot. Hot, 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 hot. Okay, so when we were with the girls, I'm like, I could tell some of them, because I said, y'all hot. And they were like, oh. And I came to this part. I said, you remember y'all said you were hot? You know what? I am grateful we have a roof over our head. Thank you, Jesus, for shade. Hey, man, thank God you guys have ceiling fans circulating the air. Thank you that somebody, had, somebody was able to pay your electric bill. You can look for good in any situation. But it takes looking for it. Because when you just, your first perception is, not, man, this is not good. Man, when I go to Mexico, the smell of the irrigation system from the river, I know pastors talked about it before, is 
disgusting. Yeah, in fact, we call it the Cocker River, don't we, Debbie? I mean, it's horrible because they, they, raw sewage goes into that. But, okay, so what's the plus about that, Big Jim? Well, that water that they use for irrigation helps to fertilize their, their plants, their crops. I ain't eating those crops, but it helps to do that. So everything's nice and green and grows there in, in those farm countries. So I, I, I can take a crappy situation <laughs> and make it smell like roses, or at least alfalfa. I don't know. Uh, anyway, here we go. Netflix, Netflix marathons and sleep. Go to bed. Get some sleep. Some of y'all aren't marathons. Marathoning on net on Netflix, by the way, but you sure are marath- marathoning on Snapchat, mm, Facebook. Oh yeah, I know. Because when I was having trouble sleeping, when I was dealing with all that mess from the COVID, I just couldn't sleep. I was tired. I wanted to sleep. I just couldn't sleep. So I saw you all on Facebook. Uh-huh. I message some of you and be like, you still up? Man, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. What you doing up still? Ain't nobody going to answer that. And why are you taking a selfie at 3 a.m.? Come on, man. Ain't nobody want to see that either. Good Lord, if you're going to do that, at least shower and put makeup on, put some fresh clothes on, whatever you got to do. But them filters are liars, y'all. Just saying. I am just saying. Because you see somebody without the filter, and you're like, is so-and-so your sister or your brother? Because you look a little bit like them. No, that's me. You need to stop lying to yourself and other people. So get some sleep. We're created to have eight hours of sleep. Now, sometimes you can't. I get it. But we're created to have eight hours of sleep so our bodies can get rejuvenated, recharged. That's when God heals us. But let me say this, too. Sometimes it's the only time you slow down long enough to to allow God to speak to you because you're constantly running your yapper, and you ain't listening to nothing, and God speaks in dreams. Hello? He speaks in dreams. But if you don't ever go to sleep, I'm just saying. I am just saying. Okay, that was eight. Number nine. Fake influencers with inspiring creators. This goes back to the, the, the uh, mentors thing. Hang out with people that dream, but dream in a positive way. Right? Ain't nobody want to hang around with no, no fakers. Man, I'm telling you, when I get around people and they're name dropping, this person and that, they're fake. Fake influencers. Because people who know things like that, they're not going to bring those things up. They're comfortable in who they are with those types of relationships. But if you're constantly having to tell other people 
about what you're doing and who these people are and what this big shot is in your life and all those things, then why are you trying to build yourself up so much? Just be you. God created you to be you, not to be me or anybody else. Be you. And be the best version of you you can be. And if you allow God to help you with that purpose and plan in your life, then you will be the very best version of you. And then you'll be working through his plan and purpose in your plan and purpose to help other people fulfill their plans and purposes. I don't know what the heck I just said, but it sounded good. <laughs> Number 10. Man, 24 seconds. I'm going to finish. Number 10, fear with love. And I say this one for last for one reason, because fear is one of the greatest enemies that people have. Fear keeps us from doing all these changes that we need to make. But it also said in that, that song that God overcomes all that fear in my life. He gives me the victory. And there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about not only does God give us victory, but he gives us overwhelming victory. You know what that is? You win before you even play. Before you even step on the field. You've already won. You're thinking about getting dressed to go out on the field or go on the court or whatever you're going to do, and the coach comes and says, hey, boys, don't worry about it. Ladies, don't worry about it. I don't want to discriminate. You don't even have to go out. Y'all beat that team 500 to nothing. That's overwhelming victory. There's not even a thought in your mind that you had a chance to lose because God is not a loser. He's the one, you know who the loser is, right? Watch. Double loser. And you flip it, there's, there's horns. There's the loser right there. The devil's the loser. He's a hater. God's a lover. Three things, and I'm going to pray. The Bible says that three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest is love. Check this out. I've always wondered why. God, God's a God of order, right? Why in that order? Well, when we have faith, it gives us hope. And we have faith and help working together, it gives us love. Example, I want to go to heaven. Anybody else want to join me? I want to go to heaven. I have faith in heaven because God's word is true. So I, I have never seen it, but I can see it because he said it. That's where my faith is, okay? Now, where's my hope? Because of my faith, my hope lies, that's where I'm going to be. And why love lasts forever is for this fact in this situation, is that your faith and hope get you to heaven and then you see love for yourself. You can see it. It's going to be right there in front of you. Love, creativity, humbleness, boldness, victory, all the things we use to describe God. We'll see that because that's who he is. It's not a description of who he is. It's who he is. Now, that could be a description of who you are. 
and who I am if we allow God to work in us. And then when we allow him to work in us, it builds our faith level up that we can have hope when other people around us are hopeless. You see, if I define myself as one thing, I am a hope dealer. I'm not a dope dealer. (laughs) Not no more. I'm a hope dealer. Why? Because you can't talk me out of it. I have such great faith in who God is and who he said he was and his word that I am sowing hope no matter what my circumstances are. When, I, when I've been at my worst in recent days, I have not lost hope. When I've been at my worst these last days, I have not blamed God one time. I gave the blame to who it belonged to, and that was the devil. I hate death. Death sucks. I can say that because I've experienced it way too much. But I have great faith in God. And where's my hope? My hope is my wife, my brother, and my second mother are all in heaven. And one day we'll be together again. That's my hope. So if you want to experience that hope, you got to get faith. And the only one to get faith, the author of our faith is Jesus Christ. So there's only way to get it, one way to get it. And if you ever want to find out what your purpose is, this is the step. And so I'm asking you to make a faith statement right now. You might not believe it because of your circumstances. You not, might not believe it because you can't see it. But it's there. If you will trust. Man, that's what faith is, right? Believing without seeing is trust. That God is who he said he is. Not was, who he is. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is all the time. Jesus is I am all the time. But it takes you. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says that we have to believe. I can't believe for you. I can believe with you. We have to believe. It's a personal thing. And we have to confess that Jesus is our Lord and that he died for my sins. And when that happens, then it says that he becomes my savior, that he rescues me from what's been taking place in my life because of the decisions and because of others' decisions. But we already know we're not throwing anybody else under the bus, so it's all you. You may have horrible circumstances. Man, I could list my circumstances and it would shock you. Some of you guys know, some of y'all don't know. Well, you haven't walked in my shoes, Big Jim. Uh Uh-uh, nope, you hadn't walked in mine either. And you ain't, these are brand new Jordans. Nobody can walk in these shoes. So the choice is yours today. Are you ready to replace your life with the life that God has prepared for you? That's only a question you can answer. So if you would, bow your heads, close your eyes. Please, 
be real reverent at this time. Man, I want you to examine your own lives. Examine your own lives. You know where you are. It don't matter who your neighbor is. It don't matter if it's your wife, your grandma. It don't matter if it's your kids. It doesn't matter about any of that. People online, too. Examine your life right now. You know if you need Jesus or not. I'm going to lead you in a, in, a, in a prayer. And it's up to you. That, my, my responsibility was to offer it up to you, to invite you, to tell you who Jesus was. But it's your responsibility. This is part of the purpose God's called us to. That's part of the purpose. You have to do it. And so with heads bowed, eyes closed, repeat this prayer with me and believe what you're saying. If you, if you don't believe it, don't say it. It don't work. And if you believe it and you don't speak, it don't work. Open your mouth and use what God's given you to proclaim who he is. And so say this with me. Say, Father, I believe that Jesus is the truth. I believe, Father, by faith that your word is true. And everything in it is true. And I believe by faith that this applies to me. I thank you, Father. I thank you for sending Jesus to rescue me, to help me, lead me and guide me. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving my sins, for helping me each and every day in each and every way and Jesus I thank you I'm forgiven so I choose to forgive anyone who's hurt me and I choose to forgive myself for those times when I know I haven't thank you so much in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, real quick, if you keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. I know I'm doing this a little bit different. Um, I got sorry. My mind is locked in on how I do it at Kids Church. But if I prayed and you prayed with me tonight, I just want to know who I got in, an agreement with. And so nobody's looking around. Um, I'm not going to have you stand or anything. We just raise your hand to show me that you prayed tonight with me all around the room. Anybody? Raise up your hands nice and high so we can see you. Gosh, thank you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. People at home, thank you too. Thank you guys for listening to me. Uh, God bless you. You can look up now. If you prayed with Big Jim tonight and lifted your hand, would you please let those people know at the door that you prayed? We have some books and things we'd like to give you. If anybody needs a Bible, please let those same people know. Uh, man, are you excited about Forge tomorrow? Awesome. Pastor has a message for you. Be safe. He counted seven state troopers between here and, here and Albuquerque, making sure that people are being safe. So uh, obey the law so you don't get a ticket on the way. Would you stand up with me? God bless you, man. We're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Ladies and the rest of you.
We will see you this weekend. God bless.